can you describe the moment where you considered coaching? Yeah. So <laughs> um, I was at uni. So when I first did my – when I was first um, applying for my bachelor degree in exercise science, I did not think I was going to be a coach. <laughs> I was just doing it as a pathway to get into physiotherapy. So I think it was during my first year I was like, oh, yeah, like they were teaching us a lot of things about like strength training and resistance training and, um, you know, we had like all these different units and the more I did it and the more we had to like coach other people and I was like, oh, I can actually see myself doing this. So then I actually started coaching a friend of mine um, just for fun, like whilst I was in uni, you know, um, <laughs> just like pretty much taking on everything that I was learning and giving it giving it a go with her. <laughs> so she's like a guinea pig. Yeah. I think that's like <laughs> how most powerlifting coaches start yeah. out. They have like a little guinea pig, which is awesome. So. Yeah, and then she was just progressing. She was just happy. Like she was happy being in the gym. And I was like, oh, my God, like the more she was progressing and like her wins were my wins. And it was like, oh, my God, like I'm so happy seeing her happy. And I get really excited. Like I get all jumpy and stuff. <laughs> When I see, I have seen. Yeah. <laughs> it's very cute. <laughs> I get so jumpy, and then um, and then I was like, oh my god, I would love to do this as a job. Like, you know, giving back to people and just seeing them, you know, achieve their goals and being that person that's like, you know, there for them and and like, I don't know. I think like as much as it helps them, it also helps me because I'm like, oh wow, like I can, I don't know. I just put a smile on their face, and that makes me happy. <laughs> So. so you'd say it started from, yeah, I guess like putting the theory into practice 100%. Um, while you were studying, which I think we, sometimes we get the opportunity to do, sometimes we don't. So mm. it's like fortuitous that it sort of fell into your lap. Yeah. And then I know you speak very highly of Josh Sim. I do. Yes. <laughs> He's someone that I definitely want to get on the podcast. Um, and you speak very highly of his mentorship in particular. Can you talk to us a bit about this experience? Like what prompted you to go to Josh to seek advice and, and how did this help your coaching career? So Josh and I, we've been friends for a few years. Um, so we were friends like prior to like coaching and mentorships and stuff. Um, I remember like him and Elle, they came to all my first comps, like first two comps are into to support me and stuff like this, stuff like that. So I really appreciated that. And it made me realize like, they've like, especially like Josh as a coach, he's very like, supportive of other people even if they're not his clients and I think that was the first thing that I noticed I was like wow I love that like you know I'm not his client he drove all the way there and he didn't have clients competing just to like support me and because he knew I was nervous for my first comp and I was like wow like and um, this was like years ago so I um over time like I just noticed and watched I guess from afar like how he treats his clients and things like that and I had so much respect for him the whole time and um when I started coaching um I guess I started feeling like huge impost imposter syndrome um it was really bad mm. <laughs> so then I reached out to Josh and I'm like Josh I'm freaking out I don't know if this is actually for me like look at all the amazing coaches there are out there and Although, like, I've studied and stuff, I just feel like that's not enough. Because, you know, honestly, I don't think uni is enough. Like, there's so much more knowledge out there. And, um, yeah, I was just like, like, they don't teach you everything in uni. So I was like, I I feel like there's a huge lack in my, like, in my knowledge. And I just, 
there's so much more that I need to learn. Mm. Um, and he was like calming me down. He's like, look, I'm happy to, um, to show you stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, if anything, can you actually like mentor me? Like sit down with me, mentor me. We can go through stuff. Um, give me scenarios, teach me things. And like me and him laugh about it now because the first time we did a mentorship, I remember he um, like, you can actually tell that I didn't know much. <laughs> we actually joked about it the other day. So I'm like, to him, um, a few, my last mentorship, I think it was about two or three weeks ago. I'm like to him, um, do you feel like I've made a lot of progress? He's like, bro, like your first mentorship, I was sitting here like, damn, she, she needs, she needs to learn a lot. <laughs> I'm going to teach her a lot. I was like, oh no. Well, this is honest. This, yeah, this no, is it's good. good. Yeah, it's exactly. good. It's what you want from a mentor, right? 100%. Like honestly. And then now like even my questions, they're very different. It's no longer like, am I just programming this right or anything like that? It's like, it's a lot more advanced. It's like how to help with this or like, I don't know. It's just, mm. it's very different. And, um, yeah, I'm really, really happy with the progress I've made with him. He's so supportive. Beautiful. So you you would say that combating your imposter syndrome was a pro- process of like obviously doing it mm. more and more, but having that mentorship and that guidance? 100%. Yeah. 100%. I still have it a little bit, I'm not going to lie. Mm, that's fine. A bit fine. of imposter syndrome, but I'm definitely working through it and I'm trying to educate myself a lot more. Definitely. Um, because what better way is it to get rid of it? It's to just like... Look, th- look at more mentorships and educate myself um, through reading stuff and, you know, um, yeah, definitely continuing the mentorships with Josh will be very beneficial. 100%. Well. Um, I saw this, like, reel from um, a really great communicator. His name's Vin Zhang, mm-hmm. um, and he's, he addressed imposter syndrome. I think it, he said, like, imposter syndrome will always be there. But the way that you frame it is like the most important thing. So you can infra- you can frame it as like, wow, I don't know anything. Like that means I'm like, therefore that means I'm bad at it. But instead you should frame it in the way that I don't know anything. So that means I should continue to push and excel and better myself so that I can slowly reach it. But it's this ever like ever increasing sort of journey where you're like constantly improving and that's like a better way to approach it so I think like the way that you're trying to educate yourself and like physically doing it as well is like such a great way to combat it. 